yo, 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 Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris. Comedy advice to fix your life. I'm your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by my producer, audio engineer, best friend of the whole wide world, Mike is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Jesus. Hey, what's up? Thank you, Mike. Uh, you guys might know me from YouTube. Chris vs. The World is my comedy channel. Laser Lemming is my gaming channel. Uploaded.com is my website. Brings them all together like one great big happy family. Don't forget that you guys can subscribe to this show, Chris to Chris, for new episodes every single Friday. Viernes, if you will. We have a new episode every single Friday. We are like clockwork, if you will. And we're for free. We are for free. As of now, you know, maybe one day I'll be a big shot and I can, I can start doing a tier service well yeah you know here's the free episode for you for your punk asses and uh here's the premium episode for you guys that are willing to pay more for me but don't let this scare you away that's a long ways away you know unless something some kind of miracle happens which you know we're always hoping for miracles miracles that can make us worse people so in the meantime chris to chris is free we are on upandloaded.com but of course we are everywhere podcasting apps yeah, we're on every podcasting app. I was going to say, we are everywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, etc., etc., etc. So we are everywhere. So subscribe, why not? Hey, give us a great review, why not? It helps us become more popular. We want more people listening to the show, more people interacting, more people to pester. Guys, I'm not going to lie. Uh, we are shooting from the hip this week. It has been... Hell of a week, hell of a week, and I can probably, possibly, most likely rant about that for a great deal of time today. We'll see, we'll see. We got a great show for y'all regardless. We are talking about prison today. We're also talking about jury duty. Those two kind of go hand in hand. We're talking about loot boxes, baby names, lots of listener questions, and a whole lot more. So go ahead and unwind with us, why don't you? You know, do whatever you do when you're listening to a podcast. Drive. If you're on the road, pay attention to the road, for gosh sakes. Pay attention to the road. But, you know, also listen with your ear holes. We're doing a podcast here. So, before we really get started, right before we uh, hit the play button or the record button, my phone was vibrating like crazy. I hit the little silencer button. You know, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know, if you're getting a phone call and you can't answer the phone at that moment you're you're not supposed to hit the the swipe it swipe that little red ringer you know the the ignore and unless you're trying to show the person that you are ignoring their call don't do that don't do that the trick here is if you want to be polite if you want to politely not pick up the phone you hit the volume button on your phone you hit the volume button down and it will silence the ring and it will allow the person on the other line to continue to hear a full amount of ringing until it goes to your voicemail. Now, granted, if that person is in a terrible, terribly dangerous situation and they need to get to your voicemail at the very least, as soon as possible, you're really screwing them over. So just think about that before you do it. Anyway, like I said, my phone was going crazy right before the show started. So uh, it looks like they left me a voicemail. Uh, Mike, I should probably listen to this, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the perfect time to well, Mike, it could be an emergency, dude. It could be an emergency. So we're going to listen to it. Hold on a sec. This call is from the Department of Social Security Administration. The reason you have received this phone call from our department is to inform you that we just suspend your Social Security number because we found some suspicious activity. 
So if you want to know about this case, just press one thank you. Uh, that sounds pretty serious. I don't, I don't want my social security number to be suspended. But it's a voicemail. It's a voicemail. And they want me to press one. But pressing one isn't going to work for me because it's a voicemail and that's not how technology works. This is very unprofessional for the Social Security Administration of the United States of America. Crap. i got to figure this out. I, I, hopefully they call me back. In the meantime, let's move on to our tip of the week. Mike, have you ever been called for jury duty? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. Well, back in the day, I would hate getting that jury duty summons in the mail because I was always working for some kind of terrible company that would refuse to pay me to go to jury duty. You know, they, they legally had to let me go, but they didn't legally have to pay me for that because jury duty is technically your civil obligation. Is that the, is that the correct phrasing? It's your, you have to do your civil, civic duty? Your civic duty? So they said, hey, hey, you're just doing what you're supposed to do as a freedom-loving American. But, you know, my uh, freedom-loving American employer didn't want to give me that freedom-loving paycheck in full. So if I got jury duty, it was like being summonsed to lose at least 10% of my paycheck, right? So if you're getting paid every two weeks, you lose one day, that's 10% of your paycheck. I think. I think that's right. I think it's right. I didn't want to lose my paycheck. So, after years of working at uh, terrible places, I finally got hired to work for a company that paid me to go to jury duty. And now, now that I can pay, be paid to go, I can't get jury duty to save my life. You know, I want to be paid for a day off of work. You know, just to, even though you have to go somewhere, and it's not what you really want to be doing because, fuck, it's jury duty. But... It's something else, right? If your job is not something that you just love to go to, if it's not like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to work today, it's just like, I, I, I just need something to break the monotony. I need something to break the monotony. And now I can't. I can't get it. Maybe, maybe I need to do some kind of reverse knock on wood where jury duty will come to me by some sort of karmic fate. Anyway, I made a, a, a pretty popular, fairly popular for my channel's uh, size. Uh, I made a, a video about getting out of jury duty way back when I had one of those jobs that didn't pay for it. It was about seven years ago. And my idea back then was that if you wanted to get out of jury duty, you needed to call in as late as possible. Because if you get that uh, jury duty summons paper, it says, at least in California, it says you need to call this phone number after 5 p.m. the day prior to your scheduled jury duty service. And so in the video, I pretty much say, hey, the trick here is to call in way after 5 p.m. Because all the suckers are calling in at 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m., you know, before they go to bed. But I was a night owl, so I, I said, hey, I stay up late. Let's do this thing. And so in the video, because I, making YouTube videos takes time, I didn't record it extremely late. I recorded it at like 10.30-something or so. And... For the first time, on film, no less, I have to go to jury duty. I have to go to jury duty. My plan backfired on me. It, it lost me the win, you know? And ever since then, I, I haven't really relied on my own strategy. Anyway, a few years ago, I noticed something. I noticed something terrible was happening to me. See, I was getting jury duty more than one time per year. 
more than anybody else I knew. Uh, you're not supposed to get uh, jury duty more than once a year. I would see my friends, they'd be bitching like, oh, I got jury duty, dude. I got jury duty. I, my friends don't talk like that. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't associate with anybody that talks that way. But if you do, good for you. Uh, but my friends would, my friends, coworkers, whoever, They'd just be bitching that, you know, they got jury duty. And if they, they hadn't gotten in in a few years or at the very least, they hadn't gotten it since the previous year. And I was getting it multiple times per year. I was like, shit, I just got my second summons this year. And that was all wrong. It was all wrong. Because if you'd read the fine print on your summons, you would be a smarter person than me. Because you'd know that legally, they can only summons you for jury duty once per year. It's not in the Constitution, but it might as well be. See, my ass was getting jury duty two times every single year. That was a big, like, all of a sudden I was having this epiphany, this big WTF epiphany. And so I finally decided to look into this because one time, it, it was just the straw that broke the camel's back. I had just called in for jury duty, or actually maybe had just gone to jury duty. And about a month later, I get another summons for jury duty. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Something's off. Something's off, you know? When when something can be annoying, but not too annoying, you just kind of let it slide. You just let it slide. But this was the, like I said, this was the uh, the illegal California straw that broke the camel's back. So I looked into it. I decided to call the law. I called the law. So I Googled uh, the local law number. They, they picked up. I said, listen up, Lady Justice. I just got jury duty last month. And you motherfuckers are giving me jury duty again. Before the body's even cold, you're dragging my ass back to the crime scene. So they were confused. They were confused. Like, sir, I, I don't know. I don't know why we gave you jury duty twice. Twice. To the same address, no less, right? You know, if I was, if I was scheming the system... It would be on me. So they said, okay, okay. We gotta look into this. We gotta look into this. Please hold, sir. And they put me on hold. And they have, they, they, they get back to me. You know how if you ever call customer service and they keep checking in on you. It's like, hey, you okay? You okay? We're still here. We are still here for you. They were doing that. They were doing the, I don't know what the term is for that. But uh, they, they would check in on me. And maybe about 20 minutes into check-ins, they finally have an answer for me. So here's what happened. See, when I registered to vote, it was because you know, some jerk-off with a, a clipboard asked me to, to register. He, he was asking me to uh, sign some petition. I, I probably thought the petition sounded all right, you know? I was like, oh, yeah, I would vote for that. I was, like, probably 18 at the time, too. So who knows if I was right. I could have been a stupid-ass 18-year-old. Now, I'm a, a, a much more mature, stupid 31-year-old. So, you know, it's like outside of Walmart or something. And when you haven't voted for anything before, and you have that guy with the clipboard, he says, well, okay, if you're not registered to vote, I can register you right here, dude. I can get you registered right now. It's perfectly legal. So I do. I say, hey, this is a perfect time for me to register, to do my civic duty as an adult. But here's the thing. When you register to vote, if you're not already in the jury duty pool, 
you are now in the jury duty pool as soon as you register to vote. But here's the other thing. I already had my driver's license at that point, which also meant I was already in the jury duty pool. Now, normally, these things these things happen, right? Uh, to become a, a legal driver in the United States of America, you got to be 16 years old, okay? Uh, after you turn 18, you might register to vote. They're not going to register you twice. Same name, same social security number, you're good. But something happened with me, right? That's why I'm telling you this story. So I write my name down. I registered as an independent because I wasn't a big fan of the Republicans. I wasn't a big fan of the Democrats. And I'm still not to this day. They can, they can all suck it. So I write my name down, register, and I go on my merry way. Merry way. Forget about the whole thing. For years. So like I said, I'm on the phone with Lady Justice. And she finally gets back to me and, and tell, she lays it out for me. I'm getting jury duty twice a year. And she says, look, dude, what happened was when you got your license when you were 16 or 17 years old, it was put under your name, your legal government name, which is Christopher. And I know this podcast isn't called Christopher to Christopher because that would take far too long to say. But when I registered to vote, I registered under Chris because that's what I go by. I didn't even think twice about it. Oh, yeah, my name's Chris. My name is Chris. So I was getting jury duty once per year under Christopher, and I was getting jury duty once per year under Chris. Freaking idiot. Freaking idiot. So, so this week's tip of the week is to use your government name when you're dealing with the government because they will fuck you over. Long story longer. They finally fixed the situation. You know, I, I only get jury duty once a year now, and my my uh, luck uh, refuses to allow me to actually get it when I want it. So that's it. That's it. That's our tip of the week. Use your government name when you need to. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Okay, this is a real shoot-from-the-hip kind of video game corner because the, the topic I had planned to discuss initially with this is not as relevant to the topic I'm about to discuss. When sometimes the heavens shine the brightest at the last possible second. So a little company known as EA, Electronic Arts, uh, a few years back, I want to say 2012, maybe a little bit earlier, around there, right when, uh, right shortly after Disney got the Star Wars license, they decided that, look, we're going to make Star Wars games but when it comes to uh, video game consoles, we don't want to be dealing with a bunch of different publishers. We're going we're gonna to give this contract to one publisher, one developer to rule them all. And they said, hey, 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 guys, guys, everybody, all you video game publishers, please um, only raise your hand if you're the fucking worst. The fucking worst one. That's the one we want. And nobody could raise their hand higher than Electronic Arts himself. And so Disney said, hey. You're my guy. And so, rest is history. Electronic Arts has the rights to Star Wars. And nobody else does. Nobody can publish a Star Wars game on consoles until like 2023. And Disney recently said that, yeah, we love our relationship with Electronic Arts. We're probably going to do this shit again. So, you know, Star Wars games are going to just continue to be awful. Anyway, people are kind of excited about uh, this new one coming from the Titanfall developers. It's called uh, Fallen Jedi, Last Jedi, something like that. You know, it might be all right. I don't know. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. 
The reason I'm bringing this up is because EA is in the news. EA is in the news because they have been the center of this conversation regarding loot boxes. Uh, about a year or so ago, not quite a year, maybe it was a year, year, year and a half ago, EA released this game called Star Wars Battlefront 2. And the loot boxes and the microtransactions were so anti-consumer, so greedy, so terrible, so meant to make the game completely unfun, that it backfired on the whole industry. So much so, it started this domino effect where loot boxes are now illegal in Belgium, I believe. And that scares the hell out of EA. It scares the hell out of the whole industry who's been raking up cash off of loot boxes. If you don't know what a loot box is, to put it simply, it's, uh, what's the word for, what's a nice word for bullshit? It's, it's a randomly generated item, essentially. You, you put money like, I don't know, a dollar to five dollars towards uh, a box. We'll call it a box. It could be a crate. It could be uh, whatever. It could be a handful of nothing. And you're, you're spending money towards a random digital good. It's usually a skin or a dance or a voice for your character. It's nothing. It boils down to nothing. It could be an experience boost. None of it, none of what I said is good for the industry, especially when it comes to that experience boost thing. It, it, it's often used to make a game grindier, slower, less fun to play. So ever since EA pushed things way too far with Star Wars Battlefront 2, the industry's been, has had a big magnifying glass on them because Star Wars is a huge property and not just game, video game players know about loot boxes now. Everybody's paying attention, including governments. So EA has been sending people to uh, government uh, hearings. And recently, they, uh, they sent uh, this woman, what's her name? Uh, EA Legal and Government Affairs VP, Carrie Hopkins. She was talking to the UK Parliament. And they were asking her about loot boxes. And she said, yo, 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 yo. We don't call them loot boxes. We don't call them loot boxes. That's not what we call them. We call them surprise mechanics. Surprise mechanics. Why would she call them surprise mechanics? Because like I said, you're putting money towards something and you don't know what you're going to get. It's like rolling a dice, except that dice has about a thousand different sides on it. And you don't know what your odds are of getting the item that you actually want. You know, if the dice was one in six, you know that, oh, I have a one in six chance of getting this, but you don't. You don't. And that's the way it's designed. It's designed to get you to not get what you want. You have to put in a ton of money to actually get the item that you want to the point where you're no longer Think about this. Think about this. You, you spend $60 on this game brand new. And so many of these people end up spending that in tenfold, a hundredfold, just to get a stupid item that they want or items that they want. I don't know. I'm not telling you how to spend your money, but I'm telling you that you spend it stupidly if that's what you're doing. Whew. I'm on a bit of a soapbox about loot boxes, April. Okay. Uh, yeah, my, my whole point is that uh, she's talking to the UK Parliament saying, hey, these aren't loot boxes. We don't use that word. That's a gross word. That is an ugly word. That's like calling us a pedophile, and we do not touch kids anymore. That's what they said. Oh, well, you know, in so many words. Because they used to use the word loot box. They used to use the word loot box. They said, we don't call them that. We call them special 
or surprise mechanics. And they said that everybody loves surprises and they compared them to Kinder Eggs. You know, Kinder Eggs, the little chocolate eggs that have a little a toy inside that your child will choke on. That is what EA says. We're like, we, we're like Kinder Eggs. Uh, Jim Sterling has a, a pretty uh, good rant about this as well. But uh, yeah, th that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, initially, I was going to talk about the Epic Games Store and uh, what they're doing to kind of squash competition. And, you know, that's fine and dandy, but this was much more relevant. And I felt like I could really yell at you a lot more about this. EA, they're, they're saying that, oh yeah, well, we don't think that this is addictive. We don't think this is dangerous. Uh, you know, th this is not going to uh, endanger... Children, and you know, let's say that children are your main focus, and they probably should be when it comes to uh, mommy and daddy's credit cards, or even if the kid has their own money. This is how you're training their brain to think. <sighs> okay, I'm, I, I apologize. I apologize. Apparently, I had a lot to say about this, and I barely even prepared for this at all. Outside of uh, just uh, doing a quick little read of the story, I have a lot to say about this topic, apparently. But enough is enough. Um, my phone, my phone has been ringing again, and uh, you know I was I was really heated, so I didn't pick up. Oh my gosh, Mike, Mike, it's the Social Security Administration again. They left me a message. <sighs> okay, all right, we got We got to play this. Zero nine six. Verify the last four digits of your Social Security number. When you call to better assist you with issue now, if I don't hear a call from you, we would have to issue an arrest warrant under your name and get you arrested.so get back to me as soon as possible. Thank you. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Mike, Mike, they're going to issue an arrest warrant for me, dude. <sighs> that sounds pretty serious, man. I'm starting to get worried. Mike, do you think that I should give these guys my social? Yeah, most definitely. Dude, they sounded legit. I can't go to prison, Mike. I'm too pretty for that. I've got to figure out if I should give these guys my social or not. i got to think about this. i got to think, i got to think, i got to think. But in the meantime, we will move on to the news. Like troopers. Welcome to the news! A startup company called Future Perfect is offering to come up with a name for your baby. The company was founded by two moms. They met each other and bonded over the fact that both of their babies had weird names. So of course they thought, hey, if I can give my baby a weird name, I can definitely give somebody else's baby a weird name. So they made this company, Future Perfect, a baby naming service. It's kind of an upstart and it's the classic story. The teacher says, hey, Icicle, how did you get your name? And Icicle says, my parents paid a couple of hipsters $350 to figure out a name that was unique enough to brag to other parents about. And to be fair, Future Perfect actually offers a cheaper package that's only $100. Get this. The, for $100, you could spend 15 minutes on the phone talking to a stranger about baby names that might be good for a human being that that person has to live with for the rest of their life. How'd you get your name? Oh, yeah, a 15-minute phone call. 15-minute phone call with a stranger. That's what my, my mom did. Uh, the, the package is called... That package is called The Riff. More like... Mike, Mike, Mike. More like The Riff Off. Am I right? <laughs> the Riff Off? Okay. Uh, the most popular package, though. And, you know, I don't know if this is actually the most popular package. Or you know how companies just say, hey, or... Uh, 
think about it. Okay, the most popular package is $350, and it's called The Works, which is exactly the kind of thing you might get when you go to a car wash at the gas station. Get The Works. So for $350, The Works package really gives you it all. You get 10 perfect first names and the reason they chose those names. And then you get 10 middle names and the reasons that they chose them too. I don't know if those middle names are perfect though. They, they, they're just middle names, I think. And in addition to that, you get an exclusive gift, quote unquote, an exclusive gift customized with your child's first name. But I know that adamandeve.com also offers an exclusive gift if you, if you buy something from them. And that site is not for children. So just something to think about. Anyway, I highly recommend, uh, what is this place called? Future Perfect, Future Perfect. I highly recommend naming your baby off of a, a paid service with a bunch of strangers or a stranger. You know, they ask you a couple questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you. I know what you want. I know what you want. We're going to name your baby Sprite. Sprite. That's your baby's name. It's unique. It's a soda. Everybody's going to understand it. <sighs> okay. Okay. I need to decide once and for all if I should give these guys my uh, social security number or not. I think i got to make a, a pros and cons list here. The pro is that my social security number will not be suspend if I give it up to the Social Security Number Administration. You know, I, I could totally understand why they would want to call me. Why the Social Security Administration would call me to get my Social Security Number. Makes perfect sense. They, they definitely need it, right? Con, my Social Security Number will most definitely be sold on the black market. Just a feeling. Just a feeling. Pro, I will not go to prison if I give that robot man my social. He sounded pretty serious about that. He sounded pretty serious that I could be going to jail or to prison because they're going to issue an arrest warrant. You don't want that. You don't want that. If you should take any kind of threat seriously, it's a chopped up voicemail from a robotic voice threatening to issue an arrest warrant. You don't want your... Social security number suspend. Con. The social security administration that called me is going to wipe out my entire bank account as soon as we get off the phone. Just a feeling. Just a feeling. But uh, it is a tough one regardless. All things considered, it's a pretty tough one. So I'd rather be safe than sorry. I can't go to prison, dude. I'm saying dude a lot this week. Dude. Anyway, I I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. Mike, uh, let's call him. Call rejected. Uh, shoot. What does this mean? Did I lose my chance? You know, what kind of government agency threatens to send you to prison and refuses to pick up when you call back? Jeez. They're playing hard to get. They're playing hard to get at this point. You know, I guess I'm just going to have to spend the rest of my life on the lamp. Okay, 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 okay. I, I got to put this behind me. I got I to gotta just move on. All right, um, let's move on to a little thing we like to call listener questions. You know, I, uh, I said that as if I had 
an intro theme for listener questions, and instead you just got to hear me drinking mineral water. So, uh, let's do listener questions. Oh, we got some great questions this week. Lots of great questions. Uh, first question comes from Ken. He says, in the movie version of Chris to Chris, who would play you? Who would play Mike? And who would play the viewer questions? Well, first of all, Chris to Chris, the movie, has a nice ring to it, I think. You know, have they ever made a movie about a podcast? I'm not talking about like a documentary or anything, but have they made a movie about the people that bring together a particular podcast? You know, my own, my own Rocket Man, my own uh, Bruce Lee story. We'll call it Chris to Chris, the Bruce Lee story. That sounds good. I like that. Uh, you know, if I can't play myself, which it sounds like this question implies, even though I, I consider myself quite a talented young actor. Am I still young? Am I still, I th you know, I digress. Uh, if I can't play myself, I think I would like to be portrayed by Chris Rock. You know, something about his name just feels right for the role. I know he's probably about 15, 20 years older than I am, but I think he could do it. I think he could nail it. I think he could play Chris, the role of Chris. Mike should definitely be played by Danny DeVito. You know, it might be a little cliched at this point, but we couldn't get him for Detective Pikachu, and boy, did we want him to be in Detective Pikachu. I think Ryan Reynolds did a good job, but we could have had Danny DeVito. You know, and I think he'd be willing to do something as important, as important as important. We'd even say important as the Chris to Chris movie. Now, as for the listener questions, uh, the only person that I think could handle this role is Robin Williams. Robin Williams. And he hasn't been in a movie for a very long time, it feels like. So, I, I don't know. He just seems like the right guy. Actually, uh, it looks like uh, Yilly asked a, an extra... She added on to this question. She said, uh, please name a different person for every... I think she meant every viewer question. So everybody that asks these questions. So, like, who would Yilly be played by? Who would Ken be played by? Who would Devin be played by? You know, I feel like you should all be played by Robin Williams. You know, Yuli, maybe you'd be played by Robin Williams doing an, an Ariana Grande impression. Or Ken, you'd be played by Robin Williams doing a Bruce Campbell impression. And Devin, you'd be played by Robin Williams doing a Rocco's Modern Life impression. Is that an impression? How about a Rocco impression? <laughs> oh my. Is that a good Rocco's impression, Mike? I, I, I don't know. You watched Rocco, didn't you, Mike? Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Okay, we have some more questions here. Uh, Yillian asks, Mortal Kombat 11 or Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. If you guys didn't think I ranted during Video Game Corner, buckle up. I'm going to try to actually restrain myself a little bit here. I'm going to say, hands down, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate just because of one thing. One thing. Uh, probably multiple things. Multiple things that we'll call one thing. First, one thing is that uh, Smash Brothers, as a game series in its entire history, gives you more value than any other video game I have ever seen. Back in the day, video games would let you unlock things that you would get uh, with paid loot boxes today. You know, new skins, new uh, characters, new moves, weapons, etc. And they, games would let you do that for free. You would be able to unlock them for free. They don't let you do that so much anymore. Smash Brothers still lets you do that to this day. 
60 bucks gets you a ton of content. A ton of content. Mortal Kombat 11. Where do I begin? I really want Mortal Kombat 11. I want to play Mortal Kombat 11 because I enjoy the Mortal Kombat games. They're they're fun, overly violent, and a great time for the whole family. However, what I don't love is their publisher. Warner Brothers Games, Warner Brothers Interactive, whatever they are. They own Mortal Kombat these days. And they have become one of the worst. They're, they're up there with EA. They've become one of the worst, most greediest publishers. They have a Harry Potter game out there where if you're not constantly throwing money in it, Harry Potter or whatever your character is that you made is constantly getting choked by Dementors or Snakes or something. They want you to they said, if you please, please give us give us more money or, or I'm going to choke to death. I don't know if you could see me, but I'm choking myself pretending like I'm a ghost ham. Anyway, Warner Brothers is pretty pretty greedy. In Mortal Kombat 10 or Mortal Kombat iPhone X is what it's uh, officially called. They have this ability to pay for easy fatalities. You know fatalities is when you do, you punch in a crazy long combo when it says finish him or finish her. And you punch in this long combo and you do this crazy awesome ultra violent move that would make your, your mother very angry at you for playing this game. And in Mortal Kombat 10, they said, hey, you can pay us for easy fatalities. And I knew this guy online, he, he, he paid. He's like, you know, screw it. I got five bucks. I, I'm going to pay for easy fatalities. And then he was pissed to find out that those easy fatalities only lasted him 30 times. He could do 30 easy fatalities. And then he had to pay another five bucks. And, you know, he was part of the problem. So, you know, he got his comeuppance. But, you know, it doesn't mean they're stopping those kind of awful practices. So here's the trick with Mortal Kombat games that I, I, I believe in. Buy them late. Buy them late. Because after they made Mortal Kombat 10, uh, like a year or so later, they came out with Mortal Kombat XL, which was the all-inclusive Mortal Kombat 10. It, it came with all the extra downloadable content and blah, blah, blah. Now, a lot of people aren't down with that because they said, well, you, you know, the community is going to die out online and uh, you're going to miss out. I don't care. I don't care. I play these games to, to mostly play with people in person, and I'm not part of the, the fighting game community like that. I, I, I love me some Smash Brothers. I'll be all over Smash Brothers, but I don't appreciate the way these uh, developers treat their, their customers, particularly Warner Brothers when it comes to the, the microtransactions. So, you know, I, I hope the best. I hope the best. It would be awesome to be a part of that Mortal Kombat uh, fighting game community, but I'm not. I'm not, and I, you know what? I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. If it wasn't for the, the bullshit microtransactions that Warner Brothers throws at you, I would be one of the top Mortal Kombat players, and I speak that as somebody who barely plays Mortal Kombat. So, you know, that's it. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers is my answer. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ken asks, if you could send your podcast out in a box, would you use FedEx, UPS, U.S. Postal Service, or a courier? That is a great question that I don't think anybody has ever asked on the history of podcasts. Uh, preferably, I would use the Pony Express because you can't beat the price. You can't beat the price. You get a human being running on a pony. Or the pony is running and the human being is sitting on the pony. It actually makes the human being sound a lot less impressive, but it is a lot of physical endurance for the human being as well. And often the human being would die. But 
the Pony Express is a lot less active these days, probably because of that dying thing I was referring to. But uh, because of that, I'd probably go with FedEx, just solely because Tom Hanks used to work for FedEx before he befriended a volleyball. So, uh, FedEx. Let's see here. Uh, Yuli asks, who is your favorite listener? <laughs> Loaded question, if there ever was one. Listen, listen. I ain't no fool. Look, you're all very special to me, and I love you all equally. And that's something I would say if I was a punk-ass liar. But I'm not. I'm not. Look, my favorite listener listens every single week and has been since week one. And that could actually uh, apply to a lot of you. But this person gives me feedback and tells me what's what on a regular basis. Which is why you guys would be out of your goddamn mind if you thought that I would say my favorite listener was anybody other than my wife. Come on. Come on. I'm not new here. I'm not new here. But really, I do appreciate all of your guys' questions and interactivity. It means the world to me. It means the world to me. And I feel like we're growing something. We are going to get to that 8 billion people. What did we say by the end of the year? We have till October, I think, to get a half a million people. We're, we're pretty close, right? But no, really, I, I, I really do appreciate every single one of you. Ken asks, if you were wanted, dead or alive, who do you think would capture you? And would they bring you in, dead or alive? That is a good question. Because it forces me to concede that somebody could catch me slipping. Right? Right? Somebody caught me. Somebody caught me. Now, I suppose if anybody were to capture me, it would have to be the Ghostbusters. Because you can't outrun electricity, folks. You can't outrun electricity. Not as a, not as a human being. Not yet. Not yet. And I guess that would mean that uh, they would have to capture me or bring me in dead. Because I've never seen a ghost of somebody that was still alive. I have a, a YouTube video. I'll probably promote it more during Halloween. But I have a YouTube video. I think it's called, like, Ghosts Are Morons. It's one of my favorite YouTube videos. I think you should check it out. It's on the, the Chris to Chris uh, comedy, pod, comedy website. Chris to Chris. What am I talking about? I have a phone alarm going off here. Um... I'm I'm losing the plot here. I think it's uh, just about time for poor Chris to put on his uh, slippers and do whatever Mr. Rogers did at the end of the show. But no, I can't. I still have two more great questions. Ken asks, no, I have three more great questions. Oh my gosh, aren't you guys lucky? You're like, Jesus. Um, Ken asks, is Mike named after John Wayne Gacy? No, but Mike is a big fan of his work. Mike, you're, you disgust me, by the way. I looked up John Wayne Gacy's uh, work recently, and uh, he was even worse than I remember. Okay, cool. Love John Wayne Gacy, whatever. Ken also asks, can you send me the answer to my question privately? Hmm. No, I, 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 can't, I cannot, because I can't handle that kind of pressure, Ken. You know, every conversation that I have needs to be extremely public. Extremely public. I can't... Bear to have a conversation that is private, personal, and on a human level. I need to have a bullhorn at all times. Also, if I said yes to that, it really opens up a can of worms. You just have a bunch of people. You have 8 billion people. 8 billion 
active listeners DMing you all the time. But I thank you for that question. Let's see here. Uh, Yilly asks, yell this question because I'm upset. Okay, I gotta yell. She says, why has Devin not asked a question yet? I hope that was yelly enough. Why has Devin not asked a question yet? Oh my gosh, you're right. You're right. We are Devin devoid this week. We are devoid of Devin. You know, I was actually uh, hesitant to send out a search party the last time you asked this question, but kind of second-guessing myself this time. You know, it's kind of like giving your social security out to a stranger. You don't want to not do it because what if? What if it was true? You know? Also, I noticed that you are always very on top of the case of the missing Devin. It's as if you have some kind of uh, responsibility in Devin's disappearance. Not to imply anything, but if you are the reason that Devin is missing, please let us know. Please let us know. It's the only way that you're going to get a Netflix series out of it. Making a Gillian. That's what they call it. Okay, guys. Like I said, uh, if you couldn't tell that I was shooting from the hip this, this week, it, it most definitely was the case. And I think there's some good out of it. There was some ridiculous out of it. But I had fun. More fun than I expected. Let's, let's wrap this show up regardless, right? Let's do it. Uh, let's wrap it up with some poll results. Last week, we asked, uh, how will the world end? And about a third of you said that Killer Tomatoes would be the end of the world. Which is also a reference that maybe about a third of you wouldn't get. But there was once a time when Killer Tomatoes were a very real threat to the world and it can always come back because history is cyclical. It repeats itself. About 77% of you, I'm having a hard time speaking, I guess. Uh, I should eat, eat more of this uh, mineral water. About 77% of you said that the world would end by an alien DUI accident. You know, alien got a little buzzed on some uh, alien drink and uh, lit up his UFO at the wrong time. Crashed right into the planet and bye-bye planet Earth. Anyway, this week's poll asks, what is the best part of jury duty? That's going to be a tough one. It's times like this that you wish Facebook had more than two options because there's so many great parts of jury duty. Don't forget, as I mentioned at the top of the show, that you guys can subscribe to this show and follow Up and Loaded on all of our social media accounts. That's where this show... This show is an Up and Loaded production. We should have some kind of uh, official artwork for that. This is an Up... This is an Up and Loaded production. Or how about this? Uh, Chris to Chris was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Chris to Chris is an Up and Loaded production. Back in the day... I was going to go on a rant. Forget it. Uh, no more back in the days. Guys, follow us. That's what I'm trying to say. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are Up and Loaded. U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. Same with the uploaded.com. Just like I spelled it before, but add a, a dot and a com at the end of it. Guys, you have been wonderful. You have been wonderful. I've enjoyed every second talking to you today, this week. This has been episode 38 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor. Enjoy your weekend, or else. <laughs>